Blog Talk Radio. Canadians 3-2 winners in that game 
And then on Thursday night at MSG, Canadians with a one nothing win over the New York Rangers. We'll be keeping you up to date on any news and notes for today's game against the Washington Capitals. Canadians did announce this morning that there are no lineup changes for today's game. That means Carey Price will be the starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens. Gabriel Zumont and Mike Weaver will be the healthy scratches. And as we know, P.A. Paranto is out with a concussion, which he, he originally suffered on January 2nd, came back, played a game, got hit again, and has not returned since. So the Canadians obviously taking their time in bringing back P.A. Paraton. That is the, the right decision to do. Number one, for the health of the player. And number two, the Canadians are winning right now, so there's no need to hurry in the rushing P.A. Paraton back in the lineup. If anything transpires from here until puck drop, don't worry, Habs 360 will keep you up to date. Canadians have played 47 games this season so far. They have a record of 31, 13, and 3. 65 points. I know I mentioned the Canadians won the last two games since our last episode, but the Canadians had also won two games prior to that. So they're currently on a four-game winning streak. And they have a 7-2-1 record in their last 10 games. So in terms of wins and losses, this team is doing great. They have 65 points. They are one point behind the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have 66 points. But the Canadians still have three games in hand over the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'm sure one of those games at least will be made up this weekend as the Canadians are playing part of the Super Bowl weekend. They're playing in an hour against the Washington Capitals. And then at 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, they're playing against the Arizona Coyotes. So two games in two days will definitely... Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll have the Canadians make up one of those three games in hand. So if the Canadians end up winning the three games they have in hand, that means they would have, they would have 71 points, which would give them a five-point cushion over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Trailing the Canadians in the Atlantic Division are the, are the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings have as well 65 points, but the Red Wings have played two more games than the Montreal Canadiens. In the wildcard standings, the Canadians they have quite a cushion. It's actually a six-point cushion right now. It's the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers who hold those as two, two spots. The Bruins have 59 points and the Rangers have 58 points. So the Rangers are actually closer to... Uh, getting a spot in their playoff, in their division, I should say, in the Metropolitan Division, than they are in the wild card. And the Rangers, in fact, are in a race for that spot with the Canadians opponent today, the Washington Capitals. In the conference, Canadians are second place behind the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they have surpassed the New York Islanders. That is because the Canadians have one game played less than uh, the Islanders. Team like, and then it's the Detroit Red Wings and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we've seen the Pittsburgh Penguins, they've uh, dropped a 
a couple of few ranks. Penguins are four, three, and three in their last ten games, so they're they're struggling a little bit. The absence of Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby, who missed the game as well, definitely didn't uh, help the Penguins. I know what. Since it looks good for the Montreal Canadiens, let's take a look at how they look in the standings in the NHL. Canadians are fifth in the league with 65 points. The first place team are the Anaheim Ducks with 70 points. But this is a similar situation that the Canadians have, like they have against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Canadians have three games in hand over the Ducks. If the Canadians win all those three games, they'd be on top of the Ducks. They'd be first place in the NHL. Who would have thought that, that after 50 games almost in a season, Canadians will be battling for first place in uh, the NHL? I certainly didn't. And if any of you people, uh, listeners, think that uh, you would have thought that you were, I don't believe you. (laughs) If we look at sportsclubstats.com, for the Montreal Canadiens, this is the highest that we've seen it all season. The Canadians have a 99.6% chance of making the playoffs. So that's almost a guaranteed playoff spot for the Canadians. And it's actually true for almost any team in the NHL that if you're distancing yourself from a playoff spot right now, at this point, it's getting harder and harder to be able to uh, to make up ground. The main topic that we'll be discussing today, right here on Habs 360. There was lots of attention around it, this question this week. So I'm going to tackle it. And I want to hear your opinion as well. Where would the Montreal Canadiens be without Carey Price? Would he still be battling for for a first place spot in the NHL? Or not? Where would they be? Would they be in the playoffs? Would they be out of the playoffs? Would they be battling for a wildcard spot? Let us know. I'll tackle that subject in our second segment today. You can let us know via Twitter, at Tab360. You can also let us know by calling us toll-free, 1-877-455-4945. Our phone lines are open for the entire pregame show. So for the next 47 minutes, you can give us a call. My math is bad. It's actually 49 minutes. You can give us a call, and we'll go in here, and we'll talk more chalk names. You can tackle a question of the day, or we can talk about anything from the Montreal names, or we can even talk about uh, the upcoming game against the Washington Capitals, which is coming up at the uh, top of the hour. You can also log in to our Block Talk Radio chat room if you're listening to us via a computer. Yeah, those still do exist. And you scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll be able to log into our chat room, use your, use your Twitter or Facebook account, and you'll be able to leave your comments, and I'll be reading those uh, before the end of uh, today's episodes. You know, it's two afternoon games, so there's no uh, 
no real excuse. I think it's uh, we all like playing afternoon games. You, you wake up, get ready for the game, and you go. There's not much thinking. So we want to try and build off last game. And, um, you know, personally, I like the afternoon games. Hopefully I can, uh, you know, prove it now. So, well, the Canadians have to adjust. Well, not only the Canadians and the Washington Capitals and the players have to adjust for the routine for an early game. But we have to adjust too. So we do appreciate those of you who are able to adjust your schedules and listen to our live broadcast a couple of hours earlier than its regular time slot. Like I mentioned, the Washington Capitals, they're fighting for a playoff spot. They are third place in the Metropolitan Division. There's a five, they're five points behind Pittsburgh, who's second place in, in, uh, in the Metropolitan. So, the, so it looks like the Capitals right now, they have to either keep on fight for that third playoff spot or one of the wildcard spots. That's where the real race is right now in the Eastern Conference. And if you look at it, just a, a side note on the Eastern Conference, right after from between the eighth and the ninth position, there's a six-point gap. So it's almost to the point right now where you could say we already pretty much know who the eight teams are because it'll be really tough for the Florida Panthers to make up six points. And even tougher for the Philadelphia Flyers, who are 10th, to make up nine points right now. So I think we know who the eight teams making the playoffs in the Eastern Conference already are. And now it's in terms of battling for a position. And look at this. If you look at the standings, if the playoffs would have started today, it would be Canadians-Bruins in the first round. Wouldn't that be great? It was a great series last year, and... It would be a great series uh, once again between these two teams, and I feel more. I'm a little more confident this year than I was last year that Canadians would be able to beat the Boston Bruins in a uh, in a seven game series. Right after the All Star break on Tuesday, the Montreal Canadiens started a sequence of playing 17 games in the 33 days. So that's a game every on average every second night or second afternoon in the, in this weekend's case. And if you look at it even more closely, out of those 17 games, 12 of those are against teams who are out of the playoffs right now. And most of those games are at home. But it's really important to the Canadians right now. This is at, at this stretch is when they're going to start making up those games against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's really important for them right now to to win these games. The game against Phoenix Coyotes, Canadians should win that game. Then next week on Tuesday, they're facing the Buffalo Sabres in Montreal. Canadians should win that game. Canadians also playing the New Jersey Devils one week from now. The Canadians should win that game. Next Sunday, they're playing the Bruins. But even if you look at it going into mid-February, they're facing the Flyers, they're facing the Oilers. So the Canadians should win those games. And then, well, look at this, what I'm looking at. February 14th, Valentine's Day, Maple Leafs against the Montreal Canadiens. And the way the Leafs are playing right now, Canadians should definitely win that game. So it's a really important stretch. For the Montreal Canadiens, if they want to secure a good playoff spot, 
these are just a couple of games that I mentioned the Canadians should win. Will they win them all? Will they get two points in every single one of those games? Probably not. But they should try to at least, if they don't get two points, they should at least try to get one against uh, all those teams. I would say probably the toughest opponents in that stretch. No, Capitals are playing really good right now. It won't be an easy game for the Montreal Canadiens. Next Sunday, Canadians facing the Boston Bruins in Boston. And then there's also an upcoming game against the Detroit Red Wings. So those are definitely tough games coming up for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Canadians played two games this week. Started off on Tuesday night when they faced the Dallas Stars. Brandon Frost hands it off for Alexei Yemlin. Goes off a skate, scores! Our penalty kill was key for us today. And you know what, that's, there's going to be games like that. It was kind of a weird game, you know. This is like, you don't see that very often where there's four on threes and five on threes and then another four on three and then four on four and then back on five on three. So um, there was a lot of opportunities to score goals tonight, but it looked like defense was the key. The biggest thing about uh, those, especially the penalty killing, is the price. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's making a lot of, lot of good saves and, uh, and overall, you know, we, we blocked a lot of shots and, and uh, did a good job with the stick. It's a cliche, just one shot at a time. Just worry about the next one coming at me and, um, you know, try and keep it simple. So we heard Alexi Emelin scoring. He scored the first goal of the Canadiens in that game. It was the second of of the season. And speaking of Alexi Emelin, what's up with Alexi Emelin this season? Not having a, uh, he's not the Alexi Emelin that we that we know. We haven't seen his physical play this season. I'm really disappointed in him so far. Hope he you know hope he steps up the game becomes a bit more physical from now until the end of the season and carries that on to uh, to the playoffs. In that game, Alex Emlin at the 5.21-minute mark, he got a five-minute boarding and a 10-minute game misconduct for a, for a hit that he did to against uh, Jason Spezza. He was, there was no supplementary discipline in um, following... That hate, even though some people thought that uh, there would be a, or at least a fine or something, that was not the case. We also heard from uh, P.K. Subban and uh, Thomas Plekanec and Carey Price. And they spoke about Carey Price as he had to make 40 saves against the Dallas Stars. It was 40 saves on 42 shots, while his uh, opponent in goal, Carey Lettonen, allowed three goals on... Uh, on 26 shots. And this game, how did it go? Well, Dallas dominated the first two periods. If you look at the shots on goal in the first period, it was 16 to 9 for the Stars. After two periods of play, the shots on goal were 30 to 9. But at that, at that point, after two periods, score was 3 to 2. And then the third period, Canadians did keep them in the game. And the Canadians ended up winning three to two. Where have we heard that story before? Carey Price keeping um, the Montreal Canadiens in the game. All right, we're gonna take our our first break. But before, I want to remind you, game day is coming up in in about forty minutes, and it's a home game. And you know what that means? There's a Habs contest. It's a Habs three hundred and sixty and a Habs happy collaboration. 
It's pretty simple. You need to predict the Canadian score and one Habs goal scorer. So if you predict the accurate score and the first Canadian goal scorer, you receive a beautiful fine art of a Brute by Robert DeGrucci. It was tweeted out earlier this morning. It is a great art. And Or if you'd like, you could choose a $100 gift certificate to r2canvas.com. So just it's pretty simple. You need to tweet at Habs360 and at Habs Happy, a Canadian score and one Canadian goal scorer, and then, well, we'll wish you luck to win. Our question of the day today that we want to hear from you, where would the Canadians be without Carey Price? You can let us know by giving us a call at one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five. You can send us a tweet at Habs360, or you can go into our chat room and leave us your comments in there. This is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. Hi, I'm Chris G. The Habs 360 podcast and Anthony from r2canvas.com are pleased to announce the return of the Habs contest this season. The contest will run during every Habs home game in the regular season and will give you the opportunity to win a great prize courtesy of r2canvas.com. Listen to the Habs 360 podcast and follow Habs 360 and Habs Happy on Twitter for more details. And for high-quality canvas art at a reasonable price, visit r2canvas.com. Good luck. Want the latest Habs news with game reviews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Hamilton Bulldogs more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got everything you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Frameworth Sports Marketing has been manufacturing high-quality sports memorabilia since 1992. By setting new standards in the industry, Frameworth is now the largest distributor of autographed NHL memorabilia in the world. Frameworth is an official licensee of the NHL, NHLPA, CFL, and Hockey Hall of Fame. Frameworth is also the exclusive supplier and distributor of autographed products for some of the best players in the world, including Sidney Crosby, Jonathan Tace, John Tavares, Alec Galchenyuk, and much more. Unlike other companies, Frameworth produces most of what they sell, and this allows them to guarantee the quality of every piece. For more information on Frameworth Sports Marketing, visit Frameworth.com. This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. Weeps this way, it's Pacioretty. On the target, he scores! He sticks it home! How about that? Max Pacioretty with his 22nd goal, and the Canadians break the ice. That was a playoff game. Um, you know, uh, we were grinding. We we put pucks in deep. They did the same. We play a very similar game to them. So uh, definitely a fast-paced game. But you know what? Uh, definitely tight checking as well. 
So we liked the way we played, and we got to build off that and, and get going now. You know, those are the types of games you want to you want to be able to win as a team. Um, you know, it's fun to win six, game six six five, but uh, you know, if we want to be successful, we're going to really bear down on those those low scoring, tight checking games. And tonight, we're the team that got the lucky bounce. Moi, je trouve ce soir, on était vraiment engagés euh, à partir euh, du début du match. J'ai euh, ai aimé la meilleure qu'on a joué. C'est une belle victoire d'équipe. Euh, on jouait serré. Euh, on, a, on a enlevé beaucoup de, de temps d'espace aux Rangers. Les deux équipes ont très bien joué. C'est difficile de jouer contre les Rangers. Ils jouent très bien défensivement. Et euh, on a réussi à marquer un but qui a fait la différence. Alors, welcome back. I'm Chris G. At Chris G. 1980 on Twitter. As uh, we have a special Hop 360 edition leading up to the one o'clock puck drop between the Canadians and the Washington Capitals. We'll keep you up to date of any news and notes leading up there. So we heard from um, the Max Pacioretty, which was the only goal against the game against the New York Rangers. And let's be honest, it was that was a bad goal. It wasn't the type of goal that Henrik Lundqvist should be allowing. He should be making that save. And while well, the Canadians capitalized on it to get a one nothing win, we also heard from uh, from Patretti and Carey Price, and we also heard from the coach Mitterrand French saying that he felt his team was really engaged. Both teams played really well. He liked the way this team played defensively to go on to a one nothing win. Canadians they went from the game against Dallas where they allowed 42 shots and they allowed. 24 against the New York Rangers, who are one of the hottest teams in the Eastern Conference right now. And this was a game where the Montreal Canadiens put a 60-minute performance. And it's one of those rare times where we can actually say that that the whole team played for the entire 60 minutes. It wasn't only Carey Price. It wasn't only in, during one period of play where the team came out strong. And for those of you who watched the game, in the game against the New York Rangers, was there anybody who had a bad game for the Montreal Canadiens? I don't think so. It's very hard. Uh, it would be very hard for me to find one. And if I would, it, I, I'll consider that uh, some. I'll consider that nitpicking at that case if that would happen. And for a game that was zero zero for about fifty five minutes of play. It was a pretty good game. It was a pretty exciting game. It was one of the most exciting 0-0 games that we've seen. And I'm ready to say it was probably one of the best games Montreal Canadiens have played this year. In the game, I want to go back to the game between the Montreal Canadiens and the uh, Dallas Stars. There was a controversial play at the, well, sorry, I shouldn't say controversial because it wasn't controversial. There was nothing illegal or anything close to being illegal that uh, that happened. At the end of the first period, there was about, I would say, what, four or five seconds left. There was a face-off in the Canadian zone. It wasn't off an icing. It was off a, a delayed offside. Manny Mahotra, Brendan Gallagher were on the ice for the Canadians and uh, Manny Mahotra. And Michael, sorry, it was Gallagher, Mahotra, and Bournival who were the three forwards. Manny Mahotra got thrown out of the face-off circle. Brendan Gallagher went to take it. He lost the face-off, went right back to, to uh, Jamie Benn, 
who scored with three seconds remaining at uh, the game. So the question was asked to the coach, why did you send only one center? Shouldn't you have sent a second one? Second guessing is the easiest thing to do in the world. And we went with Manny, uh, his best face-off guys uh, in the league. And um, we want to make sure we have two guys who will sacrifice their body to block the shot. And in the meantime, we have a guy like Gallagher who's taking face-off on his strong side. So that was the, how the coach explained his decision following uh, that game in the press conference. And while at the top of the podcast, I mentioned what the Canadiens' record is, 31-13-3. They're 65 points. They're battling for a first spot in the NHL, not only in the conference, but in the entire NHL. We come here, and I, I include myself in this. I've been guilty as well. We come here, we criticize him for decisions. He puts Dale Weiss on the top line. We criticize. Dale Weiss had another great game against the Rangers. He's been doing his job at any role that the coach has given him. We criticized the move of putting Galchenyuk from center back to the to the wing. Well, he didn't. He wasn't producing much at center. Back on the wing against the Dallas Stars, scored another goal. And when I mentioned about the team's records, not, let's forget about this season. Last year, the Canadians went to the conference final under Michel Terrier. Remember, I think it was last year, the year before that, when uh, Terry decided to put Peter Buda against the Boston Bruins in Boston. Before that game, we're saying, you know what, Terry must be crazy. What happened? A shutout for Peter Buda. He helped the Canadians beat the Boston Bruins. Uh, going back to this season, Sergey Gonchar, when he was acquired from the Dallas Stars, we weren't ecstatic about that move. We were happy about the contract that we, what we, what we gave up to get uh, Gonchar. We were happy that Travis Munn went on the other side. He's been playing a little bit under 20 minutes every game since he's been here. I think he's doing a good job. I think he deserves to get the ice time that he's been getting with uh, the way he's been playing. So when will we give Coach Terry the benefit of the doubt? I said this in, during last week's episode, and I'll say it again. I'm no longer going to criticize Terry's decisions as long as the team's winning. As long as they win, whether I would do the same thing or not, I'll, uh, I'll give him my faith. And if the team wins, I'm happy. If the team's happy. Habs fans in general should be happy with their performance. So let's give him, basically my message here is, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. At Habs360 is a Twitter account, so you can also reach us via telephone. one 457 4945 is the way to reach us. A big reflection on Kerry, mostly. He's been playing outstanding this year, but... Um, you know, last game was a good step in the right direction where we want to try and limit the shots against and uh, limit the opportunities against. And um, I think we did a good job of it, and um, now we got to build off that. Good teams need good goalies to uh, to make a difference. And But, you know, we win as a team and lose as a team, and Kerry uh, uh, is, is part of the team. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're happy to have him back there. And, you know, as 
as a group, I think we can improve our, our play uh, and help him out more. Um, and I think we took a step in the right direction in, uh, in New York last night, which uh, is not a, has not been an easy place for us to play. You know what, that's in large part due to Kerry. He's been uh, incredible all season. Um, you know, our D-men are blocking shots and paying the price, uh, you know, after uh, Kerry makes the first save. And as I said, you know, Kerry's been outstanding. And last night, one nothing win. you gotta, you got to thank your goaltender for that one. So that was from yesterday following practice. We heard in order Max Pacioretty, Lars Zeller, and Dustin Tokarski. So good to get the Tokarski's thoughts because he hasn't been playing much. I'm expecting that we'll see him tomorrow against the Arizona Coyotes. And this week, a lot of attention was around Carey Price from his play on the ice following a game against the Dallas Stars where he made another 40 saves to help the Canadians win 3-2. And after the game, Terry was asked by the reporter, "It's in the clip is in French, so the question is, are you worried that it seems your team keeps relying on your goaltender to win games. On est très conscient qu'on a un très bon gardien de but et on est très heureux de l'avoir avec nous. Non, mais je veux bien te répondre à ta question. C est, c est, tu me parles des prouesses de, de, de Carey Price. C'est euh, un des meilleurs gardiens de but de la ligue et on est très heureux de l'avoir avec nous. So the question was asked by uh, Philippe Quentin of La Presse, and it's a legit question. It was a question that Terry sort of avoided in the beginning. That's why the reporter challenged him, uh, telling him he didn't answer my question. In French, what Michel Terry said to answer the question was, well, we're really happy that we have Kerry Price on our team. So he doesn't answer whether or not uh, he's worried. So this is the question that I'm, that I'm thinking. Should the Canadians... Be worried, should Michel Terry be, be worried that the Canadians have won most of the games, well, a lot of their games, because of Carey Price? I think I think he should be a little bit worried right now. If it wasn't for for Carey Price, I'm not sure the Canadians will be battling for first spot in the NHL. I think it's gone to the point right now where Carey Price should get serious consideration for the Hart Trophy and the Vizina. Imagine if Carey Price gets injured right now and is out for the rest of the season. This is not a knock on Dustin Tokarski, but uh, it, it won't be a good end of season for the Montreal Canadiens if, if Price got injured right now and was out for the entire season. Where would the Canadians be if Carey Price, let's say uh, prior to game one of the regular season, got injured out for the year? Would the Canadians be at the spot that they are right now? No, they wouldn't. Um, I know we'll never know the answer, but I'm pretty confident to say that, um, that they wouldn't be at the spot where the Canadians are right now. You know, at the end of the day, this is a this is a team in here, and and uh, we win together, we lose together, and we're so thankful that we have him on our team, and and we know we have to play better in front of him. But it, it's uh you know it's two games, and and there's gonna be chances uh this season for us to to put up a, a large amount of goals when he needs us to. So we're hoping to do that as well. And uh, no, I don't want to take anything away from him because he's been amazing, and he's had uh, 
every game he gets better and better. And but uh, you know, at the end of the day, we want to try and win and lose as as a team together. And like I said, uh, down the road, we hope to bail him out a couple times as well. I think at times we can we can definitely help him out a little more. I think uh, it's something we've talked about. I think the last couple of games uh, we've been giving up too many shots on net and, and more importantly, too many prime scoring chances. And he's been there to bail us out. So I think. Um, you know, we, we think we found the solution. It's just a matter of us going out there and, and executing what we've worked on in practice. And we heard there from uh, Max Pacioretty and uh, Brendan Gallagher. And they better be uh, grateful that they have Carey Price in their team. Right now, the Canadians lead the NHL for the least, for the least amount of goals against per game. They're at 2.28. That's better than the Nashville Predators. That's better than any of these top teams in the NHL. The Canadians have a record in one-goal games of 14-6. and six. That has a lot to do with the Montreal uh, Canadiens goaltender with Carey Price. That means that uh, he's kept him in the game and he's allowed the team to win in those tight games. And we know heading into the playoffs... And in the playoffs, a lot of the games are one and two goal games. There's there's rarely any blowouts. Like you won't see those uh, six two games that the Canadians beat the Kings in December. You won't see those seven uh, one loss the Canadians had against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It will be close games. <laughs> so the Canadians, I guess, in the bright side, they're getting lots of practice heading to the playoffs for those uh, tight playoff games. And I'm just throwing it out there. But in 1993, when the Canadians went on to win the Stanley Cup, in the playoffs, they had a great goaltender and they had lots of success in one-goal games. How many games did the Canadians win in overtime during the playoff run? Was it 10, 11? It was, uh, it was something like that. Carey Price's stats... In the last, in his last five starts, he has a record of 4-0-1. He's allowed seven goals in the last five games. That's 137 goals against average and a save percentage of 9.55. His shutout on Thursday night was his 28th in his career. Gets one more, he ties Patrick Waugh. So it's easy when you say the wins and losses, you can't really compare two eras because, well, back then there was ties, etc. So the, the goalies get more wins now because of the shootouts. But a shutout is a shutout then. And while the 29th shutout of his career, I'm pretty sure Carey Price will get it before has the end of the season. So I personally think that the Canadians, without Carey Price, they'd probably be battling for a wild card spot. Either number seven, number eight, basically where the Boston Bruins and New York Rangers are right now in the standings. If you got injured from the uh, beginning of of, uh, of the season, and let's say he hadn't played this season at all, Canadians maybe would have been battling, even struggling to get into the eighth position. That's my personal opinion. So based on that, I think that Carey Price should seriously be considered as a Hart Trophy candidate. And I'm sure he will if the team 
continues the way that they've been going. So let us know. You can send us your tweets at HAP360. You can also give us a call at one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five and let us know where would the Habs be without Carey Price or we could talk to anything related to uh, the Montreal Canadiens. All right, the Habs 360 podcast is excited to provide one Habs fan an opportunity to win an 8x10 autographed picture of Alex Galchenyuk, courtesy of Frameworks Sports Marketing. Frameworks is the largest distributor of autographed NHL memorabilia in the world and one of the largest distributors of sports memorabilia in North America. It's pretty simple to enter. You follow Habs 360 on Twitter. That's some great advice. You tweet a photo to Habs360 of yourself wearing a Galchenyuk jersey or t-shirt or any Galchenyuk uh, merchandise and use the hashtag showyourhabs. If you don't have any Galchenyuk merchandise, you can tweet a photo of yourself holding a sign that reads, I listen to Habs360 podcast on allhabs.net. And don't forget to use the hashtag showyourhabs. A deadline to enter the contest is on February 20th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be announcing the winner the following day on uh, our episode on the air. It's pretty simple to enter the contest, and the winner will be chosen randomly from all the entries that were received. For more information on Framework Sports Marketing, visit the website, framework.com, and to view your contest entry, you can view it online at showyourhabs.com. We're going to take a break. On the other side... We'll talk about the game against the New York Rangers. It was quite interesting. Maybe a rivalry is building between those two teams. This is the Habs 360 podcast featured on allhabs.net. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. We are specifically interested in individuals who have education and or experience in the following areas. Sports writing, translation, editing, forum administration, social media administration, multimedia, graphic design, web development and user support, event planning, and sponsorship and marketing. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit allhabs.net and click the Join Our Team tab today. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us for further details and information about this unique marketing opportunity. If you missed a recent episode of the Habs 360 podcast, Search Habs360 on allhabs.net or on iTunes for the archives. Want to make sure you never miss another episode? Subscribe to Habs360 on iTunes and all new episodes will automatically download for you.
This is the Habs 360 podcast, featured on allhabs.net. All right, welcome back. I'm Christy at Christy1980 here, getting up the game between the Canadians and the Capitals in about uh, 16 minutes' time. Uh, Gene on Twitter writes, they would be battling Buffalo and Edmonton for a crack at McDavid. I guess it would depend on who their number one was in net. And obviously, the question was vague in a sense that we don't know what would have happened. But to go to the point, you know, I would say that be battling for McDavid at the bottom of the league. I think that's a little bit uh, exaggerated. But uh, thank you very much for your tweet, uh, Gino, and thank you very much for your loyal contribution to the broadcast. And Giselle tweeted, HAP360, that she thinks Canadians will beat the Washington Capitals this afternoon. So you can still let us know on Twitter, at HAP360, and you can let us know via telephone at one eight seven seven four five five forty nine forty five. It's been a building we haven't had a lot of success in as of late, so um, for us going there, I think we're going to be motivated. Uh, we were there earlier this year, and it didn't go very well. We didn't put together a very good effort, and uh, we want to bounce back and, and improve on that. So certainly when we go there, we got to have that mindset that uh, it's going to be a very challenging game. They play with speed. Uh, they make it tough on us. They pressure our D a lot, so as forwards, we got to help them out and support them as much as we can, and uh, we got to be prepared to play that quick pace game because that's the way they want to play. And that's Brendan Gallagher prior to a Thursday night's game against the New York Rangers at MSG. And while a rivalry seems to be building between these two teams, and Thursday night's game was a one nothing victory over the Montreal Canadiens, it built on on that rivalry that's building between um, between these two teams. Why is the rivalry between these two teams? Well, one... The obvious reason is because, well, they're both original six teams, so that always helps. Number two, last year, conference finals, we all know what happened in game number one. Chris Kreider, who's continuing to build on his reputation of crashing into goalies, we saw what he did, I think it was about 10 days ago, to Yaroslav Halak. So that didn't help either. And then on Thursday night at Madison Square Garden, there was... A non-nice battle between P.K. Subban and Chris Kreider. It started off early in the game. It was about uh, in the second half of the first period, Chris Chris Kreider and P.K. Subban both got matching minors. Kreider for unsportsmanlike conduct and P.K. Subban for embellishment. Thanks to Rogers and Sportsnet broadcast, I'm not sure if uh, the RDS broadcast was any different. We didn't really see what happened. There was no camera on that play, so we don't know what happened. So I can't comment whether or not the penalty was deserved or not on P.K. Subban. Some people say it wasn't, but since I didn't see it with my own eyes, I won't go there and comment on it. As soon as these two players stepped back on the ice at the end of those two minutes, well, uh, Chris Kreider dropped the gloves. He wanted to go after uh, P.K. Subban. Subban wasn't interested. He just came out of the box. It was a 0-0 game. The puck was in the Rangers' zone. He didn't want to fight. Referee called them both. Gave Kreider another and gave them both actually an unsportsmanlike con- uh, misconduct. It was the second one deserved. I don't think P.K. Subban deserved a, uh, a penalty on that second situation. 
What did he do? He didn't want to fight. Yet again, he did get uh, he didn't get the benefit of the doubt from the officials. PK and the coach were asked, "Should he have fought Kreider?" The second time, yeah, I was ready to go. The first time, I, you know, I no, I wasn't. You know, I didn't uh, at that point in time in the game. I wasn't sure if I wanted to to go off for five minutes. So, uh, but the second time, I was. But I mean, listen, they're a good team, and I mean, I don't know if I'm not a tough guy. So you know, I'm not going to go around looking for fights every night. Non, on ne veut pas qu'ils se battent, bien entendu. Et, euh, je comprends pas ces deux punitions que l'arbitre a décerné à piquer. So, in, in French, Michel Terry said that they don't want Piqué Souvent to be fighting. And he actually, he said he doesn't know, doesn't know why he got, uh, on the second one, why Piqué Souvent got a penalty called against him. Chris Kreider, like I mentioned, goalie hitter. Uh, and even on the second situation when P.K. Subban said that he was ready to fight, Chris Carter was looking at the bench like he was asking permission from his coach to drop the gloves. First time I ever see that. At least that obvious when he's on the ice. Different story if you're on the bench, I'm sure that's happened before. But when you're on the ice, and then eventually P.K. Subban, while he was fed up of waiting, he skated away to get uh, into a line change. So... The Terry and sorry, the, the Suban and Kreider situation from Thursday, it's helping building this rivalry between these two teams, and I think it's gone to the point where, after the Bruins and the Leafs, I think the New York Rangers have now become the third biggest rival of uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and I think it is in the order that I mentioned them: Bruins first, Leafs second, and the New York Rangers third. Controversial decision by the officials made during that game as well. Marzella, Suffolk and starting on the center, McKinnon blocked. That's ready, out in front, leaves off the goal post, and now Suffolk, and it stays out. It's there, I think that puck's in, and I would agree with him. Look where the toe is, John, it's yeah. behind the line. Yeah, with that puck completely over the goal line, which is what you look for. After review, it's inconclusive, on the ice stands, no goal. Okay. Ouais. Je suis pas d'accord avec la décision qui a été rendue, mais je peux pas faire grand chose. So the coach said he wasn't happy. He doesn't didn't agree with that decision, but he can't do anything about it. The first clip that we heard came from NBC Sports, which is a national American broadcast. So there's no uh, biased in that broadcast and you can see the commentators they were surprised that that wasn't called the goal referee says because of inconclusive evidence if you look at the replay you, you look at it the puck hits the end of Lundqvist's left skate and that was clearly behind the goal line why wasn't it conclusive is because the camera that's over the net it wasn't clear. It was all blurry at Madison Square Garden. And because of that, logic can't be used. So it, they called it no goal. If the official would have called it a goal on the ice, then what, that would have remained, that would have counted as a goal because, well, it was inconclusive either way. After the game, Max Pacioretty and Dale Luis had a couple of suggestions for the league. I understand why they didn't call it a goal, but I mean, it's, 
it seems pretty obvious, you know. Like I don't know, it's I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, it's 2015. Maybe we'll start using those uh, All-Star Game pucks and. Uh, put a, some type of sensor in it to see if it crosses the line. It's very frustrating. You know, in a game like that, those points are huge. Uh, you know, we, we lost so much advantage last year by one point. That could be the difference tonight. So, um, you know, we got to find a way to get better cameras in the net or better angles. Uh, there's no excuse to be missing plays like that when, when uh, you know, by, by some accounts, that looked like it was in. And I think Max Patrick and Dale Weiss summed it up correctly. We're in 2015, right? What my suggestion is, get yourself a, a new camera. We've seen replays like this all over the NHL, and I've never seen a camera angle that's as blurry as the one that we saw Thursday night at Madison Square Garden. They're talking; they've been talking about putting a chip in the puck. Personally, I don't see that happening. One, because how many pucks get thrown into the crowd every during every game? Not sure the league will be happy. Um, Spending some money for uh, for things that will be lost during uh, the the game. Don't, don't get me started if I agree with that or not. But if if there was a clear camera, that goal would have counted, and it would have made things much uh, simpler for the Montreal Canadiens. And this would have been a two nothing game if it wasn't for it was a bad call by the officiating, and it seems like it's not the first time. We've been talking about officiating not only in the Canadians game and not only in the Canadians' favor that we've been talking about uh, this season. All right, we just have a couple of minutes left as we look ahead for the Canadians as they play the Washington Capitals in uh, in a little bit over five minutes' time. And the Canadians playing again tomorrow afternoon against the Phoenix Coyotes. If we look for the game against the Washington Capitals, what do the Canadians have to do? Well, they have to look at Players like uh, Alexander Ovechkin and Nick, Nicholas Backstrom, who most of the time they play together. They play over 20 minutes a game. Backstrom is at the 50-point mark. Ovechkin, he's looking for goal number 30. And we know how much he loves the, playing in Montreal and how he loves the city of, uh, of um, Montreal. So this means... I'm pretty sure we, we should expect to see P.K. Subban and Thomas Plekanec get lots of ice time against uh, those two players in today's game against the Washington Capitals. I know we said Canadians have a goaltender, a good one. So do the Washington Capitals. Braden Holby he has a 2.25 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage. So those numbers are pretty similar to uh, those of uh, Carey Price. If we expect the top line to be facing Ovechkin and Backstrom, this should give the opportunity for the second line. Players like Galchenyuk, David Dernay, Brendan Gallagher, for them to produce. The first goal in today's game should be really important. The Canadians, when they score first this season, they have a record of 19-1-1. And when the Capitals score first, they have a record of 21-1-4. So both these teams are really, really successful when they score the first goal. It's not rocket science, right? It's, I'm sure it's, it's, uh, it's a known fact. But these are the numbers supported. These teams are really, really good 
in uh, in those situations. If we look at the Canadians' upcoming games, so like I mentioned a couple of minutes, Capitals against Canadians, you can see that game coast-to-coast coast on the Rogers Sportsnet. And for viewers in Belleville East, the game could be seen on RDS in French. Tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock start against the Phoenix Coyotes. Similar situation, except the game in English will be on City TV and on RDS for Belleville East viewers. Then on Tuesday, Buffalo Sabres facing the Montreal Canadiens. They're in town. This game can only be seen to viewers of Belleville East in English on Sportsnet East and then on RDS in French. And that's it for the Canadians after that. After Tuesday, their their week is done. That's when the Habs 360 podcast is coming back. Like I mentioned, the game against the Coyotes and against the Sabres, Canadians, those are the kind of games they should win. Some news and notes. Carey Price starting today's game against the Washington Capitals. Gabriel Dumont and Mike Weaver are out of the lineup. And tomorrow, I'm expecting that we see Dustin Tokarski in goal for the Canadians against the Arizona Coyotes. And I always struggle. I always have to think twice before I mention Arizona. I'm still used to calling them uh, the Phoenix Coyotes. Coming up next week, well, we'll be back to a regular time slot at 2 p.m. Eastern. So once again, we do appreciate the fact that you joined us at a earlier time slot today. If you joined us late, you can go to iTunes or on allhabs.net, search Apps 360, and the on-demand episode will be available in about uh, 30 minutes' time. And next week, we'll also be previewing a busy Canadian weekend. So after Tuesday, they'll be off until Saturday, but then the weekend, they'll be playing against the New Jersey Devil on Saturday and the Boston Bruins on uh, on Sunday. So Canadians heading right now into a big important stretch of games which will help them try to at least get a home ice advantage is in in the first round of playoffs like I mentioned top of the podcast 99.6% chance Canadians are making it so that's pretty safe now just to make sure they secure the home playoff spot so thank you everybody for listening I really do appreciate you tuning in my name is chris g at chris g 1980 and we'll be back again next saturday at a regular time slot 2 p.m eastern enjoy the game go have go and enjoy the super bowl as well for the latest news on the montreal canadians follow us on twitter at habs 360 and visit allhabs.net